This is Bump, Baby and Beyond with Emma's Diary. This podcast is in association with Joy, the pushchair experts and number one brand for baby gear in and around the home. Hi everyone, it's Holly from Pretty Big Butterflies and Holly Plus and you're listening to Bump, Baby and Beyond with Emma's Diary. Now, whether you're a first-time mum-to-be or you're pregnant with your second or third little one, there's something most of us can agree on. The world of pushchairs is confusing. So when trying to find a pushchair for your new baby, it's hard to know where to start. In fact, I can remember getting so stressed and worried. Was I choosing the right one? Would my baby be okay in it? Uh, The list goes on. But No need to worry, because today I'm joined by Damon, the resident pushchair expert from Joy. Now, Damon, we've met before where you talked us through the complicated world of car seats. So I'm so excited to learn all about pushchairs today. So welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here again. So brilliant. And hopefully uh, be able to answer a lot of the questions and uh, and try and uh, assist those people making their, another difficult choice. <laughs> uh, I hope so. I really hope so, because I am armed with questions for you today from the Emma's Diary audience of mums-to-be. Um, and what's quite nice is a lot of these questions... I had and still have, if I'm completely honest, and I've got I've got a little one. Um, so I, I'm quite excited to know some of these answers today. So are you ready to go? Yeah, ready to go. Fire away. Excellent. So the first one, which I think is the question that everyone thinks about when they're pregnant or a new mum, how do I know how easy it is? to actually put a push chair up because or and down because we can't really go into stalls like we used to you know we might not be near anywhere that sells push chairs so what are your tips and things to be looking out for uh well to be honest when you're looking at just the one that you've purchased they they obviously get easier with practice anyway um as a general rule anything that folds with one hand is will normally be quite easy to fold in that respect that it's a one hand fold although it can involve a couple of stages or movements to actually get it to go down so that can be a bit more tricky so best tip really is watch the videos from the brand that are available normally from most brands out there demonstrating of course how the product works and the features uh, operate because on that uh, if on there you're feeling that they're looking like they're struggling a little bit of course that means it will be a bit more fiddly than the trial to illustrate in the video so if it looks really simple really easy um, then of course that should give a good indication that it's going to be nice and easy for yourself as well yeah it's and I think it's so easy to forget that the internet is a great place for resources isn't it like things like videos or reviews and things like that and you can find almost everything online now so like you said it's definitely worth taking that little bit of time and just seeing how it actually works and even if you've just got one you can still go online and remind yourself can't you because they they are if you're new to this parenting world they can be quite tricky little things 
Yeah, and it's uh, it's tricks and tips that you almost learn as you're using the products that, that can make it simple to fold. So sometimes if you're uh, giving the push chair to, say, a parent or, or guardian uh, who doesn't use it often, then it, it can require a little bit of a top-up just to make sure that they, they recall the uh, the easy ways to fold it, you know, and uh, you use it on a daily basis. Once you've got a grips with it, of course, you're finding it easy. Passing it on to somebody else, it's then making sure that you're passing over those tips of how to fold simply exactly and and so when you're choosing a push chair how do you know which one will last you a, a long time because i think ideally we want a push chair that will last longer than six months because you know it's a you've got this brand new baby you don't want to be changing things around all the time so what should we be looking for there uh, well, to be fair, most products that are available on the market, if they're from birth, would actually last you all the way through to the finish of three, four years old. Um, one of the driving factors as to why people change so quickly, and I, I was a culprit of it myself as a parent, I ended up with three or four different push chairs. Um, but it's the initial choice that can be wrong. So the best tip here is, I would say, before you fall in love with a pushchair online, you know, and decide that you like the aesthetics of it, is think about your lifestyle. So the best tip I'll ever give here is always start with the wheels first. So it sounds a funny thing to say, but at the end of the day, the different sized wheels will make it easier or harder to drive on certain scenarios so for example the bigger the wheels are the better they are for rougher terrain um, so of course if we say walking dogs or we live in the countryside and we're going on that rougher terrain looking for big front and big rear wheels will certainly help on that scenario however the disadvantage there is they're normally uh, a bit bigger when they fold and potentially a bit heavier so that comes into the lifestyle choice again if we are say having to use public transport or negotiate steps then we've got to bear in mind that that kind of product will be heavier to, to be lifting smaller wheels of course are normally much more compact and lighter weight but not as drivable on rough terrain so once you've made that kind of lifestyle decision on the wheels as to whether the bigger wheels suit your lifestyle or the smaller wheels you've eliminated half of the choice out there and hopefully we'll be able to have that one product that lasts all the way and then the other determining factor really is whether the product can face both parent and face the world. Now, there are many strollers out there or compact push chairs that will only face away from the parent. So if you again do a lot of walking, the benefit can be having that product that faces the parent for you know as long as possible can be hugely beneficial on a long walk so for example for myself we had a dog uh, we'd quite often be out walking the dog with the child uh, you know at the same time of course and it allowed <laughs> us to keep uh, the child facing us and talking away to them because when they're only facing away world facing there's only so many say birds or trees that they look at before they potentially get bored whereas when they're facing you you still see all the trees birds and, and everything else around but you're able to interact face to face with the little one so that again can be a key factor that's worth considering at that initial point um, to uh, hopefully get a product that suits you for that longer period 
Yeah, I can remember you saying that actually about the um, the child facing you. I remember thinking it's a good thing that was the one I chose because otherwise I'd be checking him every five minutes. Is he asleep? Is he okay? Is he breathing? What's he doing? Is he bored? You know, and I feel like because they encourage you to go out and go for walks and get that fresh air, like you said, it's quite a nice little bonding experience being able to see them and, and kind of just, just talk to them. And sometimes, you you know, you just talk about anything, don't don't you and literally anything um, yeah, so I think that, that's quite a nice little bonding thing as well well, well one thing a, a parent many many years said to me you know they had the first baby they bought a pram that faced them it was big so within like you say potentially even six months they changed it for a stroller they had their second child so they just had a push chair that faced away from them and that second child every time they went into town was crying and screaming you know and just not a happy bunny so they, they got their old big pram out from the loft popped the baby in there facing the parent the baby was fine and if you think of the the sort of of the logic you know if a child's facing away from you and you're in a busy environment like a, a town and a city in normal times with plenty of people wandering around they've got all these sort of foreign things coming at them and they've got no almost reassurance that you know the, the comfort that the parent or guardian is actually still with them because they're pushing from behind the push chair so that benefit can come from a parent facing product that the child is getting the reassurance that they know the parent etc is still with them and uh, and gives them that that comfort yeah and I think like you said it's a really good place to start is to think about your lifestyle so if mm-hmm. you are going out for walks or if you've got other kids maybe and you need your your baby in the push chair that might be a good time to, that might be a good situation where you have a forward facing one because mm-hmm. then they can see that you that the family are all playing that they're nearby so like you said it's all to think about your own personal situation isn't it yes definitely definitely and and also what you said about the wheels and the size of the wheels. I I vaguely knew that, but I didn't. I wish I'd known that at the time when I was actually choosing a pushchair. It would have, would have made life a lot easier. Um, but moving on from, I guess, the size of the, the wheels, if you like, and what and your lifestyle and what you're actually going to be doing with the pushchair. Um, can we just talk about travel systems? Because I feel like it's almost a jargon, a bit of jargon, like travel system. What what even is a travel system when it comes to pushchairs? Okay, so travel systems are a, a broad term, really. So there, there's a couple of variations, although they all use the same thing, because a travel system is simply an infant carrier that fits onto the, the frame. So whether it's a, a bare chassis or whether it's a stroller that accepts the car seat, that is really the classification of a, a travel system couple of different versions so you get a one box solution that you'll find where it's uh, all sold inside a one box included with the car seat and you're in theory ready to go these are quite often uh, the better value products but inside will normally be just a stroller that faces away from the parent so again goes back to the previous question of thinking of your lifestyle if you need the child to face you then really fall in love with the pushchair and the pram because that's the bit that you'll use well beyond the infant carrier or the travel system section. Yeah, because I I can, sorry, just because I can remember (laughs) when um, I had my baby and looking at other mums when we went to the supermarket and how they just kind of popped on their car seat. And I was like, I'm so jealous of that because we didn't have a travel system. I didn't really research it enough and I really should have done. But I remember mm-hmm. being so jealous that they had this, it just looked so much easier. They didn't, their baby was still asleep. There was, you know, it just looked like 
something I wish I had really thought about, you know. I wish I'd listened to this podcast back then. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, but that, that is, you know, one of the, the, the key things, really, with the travel system, you know, as, as you sort of saw the envy, you know, across the car park of people just uh, lifting the, in theory, sleeping child out and popping it on the pram and off they go, do the 10 minutes. That's the whole purpose of a travel system. So, you know, uh, travel systems will only ever be an infant carrier so sometimes we do get that question here at joy you know can i fit my spin 360 onto the frame how on earth would you pick up a spin 360 it's isofix it weighs nearly 15 kilos plus the weight of your child you know you'd never be able to physically pick it up and put it on the frame anyway so a travel system only really uh, talks about an infant carrier giving that connectability to the actual frame itself um, so just to, can I just ask you just to clarify, just to like explain that a bit more. So mm -hmm. when you say, so does that mean that only the car seat that comes with the travel system can can fit on the frame? Or, or could, if you already have a car seat, could that just fit on the frame? Yeah, sure. Um, it depends on the, the brand of car seat that you've got. So say some are sold as one box, including the car seat, so you know you've got that compatibility if they're talking about a travel system. Other than that, the sort of two-in-one prams, the ones that will parent face and face the other way and potentially add a carry cot onto, will generally state travel system and that includes adapters. All those adapters are available separately. And they'll normally give guidance then as to which of the infant carriers can work with those adapters. So, um, for example, our Joy car seats, our little infant carriers, can fit onto a variety of other brands' wheels as well, using a universal um, sort of portal adapter. So um, make sure you love the pram, of course. That's the bit you'll be using the, the most amount of time. But if you are thinking that this travel system concept of, you know, having the child asleep in the car and not have to carry them any distance because you're only lifting them out and popping on the frame is important, then also look uh, to find out which uh, car seats that, that uh, push chair will allow to fit onto it. Yeah, and so is it, Is because I know you mentioned just a little while ago that it can be quite an affordable choice to get a travel system, but generally, mm -hmm. is it cheaper or the best solution or should we be looking at buying things separately? Uh, well, budget is always an important thing. You know, it's... Uh, one of the, the key factors that we're, we're also looking at, of course, when baby arrives is afforded all the gadgets that we need. And uh, travel systems, when they're a one box solution, are generally a good value unit. So you can pick a travel system up with the stroller and a car seat for, say, £100 uh, upwards. The more luxury two-in-one prams that give you that parent-facing option uh, are something that give you the ability to customise it and turn it into the travel system with buying that infant carrier separately but again don't have to cost the earth to get that extra functionality as the as the push chair so for example again just looking at our range here you know including a car seat you could have a push chair that world faces and parent faces for around about 300 pounds so a little bit more expense but greater functionality and uh, features with it um so 
you've got a budget. Once you know the budget, of course, go back to the originals of deciding the kind of lifestyle you need for your wheels, etc. Um, again, that lifestyle becomes key as to whether the travel system is a, an integral, important part to the, the decision factor as to which unit you go for. And uh, you will be able to find uh, the type of pushchair to suit the budget and to, more importantly, to suit the lifestyle so that you're not changing it every six months for a different kind of product. As a mummy to two, I know how important it is to find the right pushchair and travel system for your new baby. Our friends at Joy are the leading manufacturer when it comes to creating stylish, safe, trustworthy and affordable products. I think it's like you said, it's such a good starting point is to think about your lifestyle. And obviously everyone has a budget. Um, but I think if you really, sometimes you, you go, right, okay, this is how much I've got to spend. What can I get for that? Well, mm -hmm. actually, if you think about, well, this is my lifestyle, this is what I need. And then kind of look at that and look at what's available, you know, within, in terms of what you need. I think it's just... It's just it just seems like an easier way of doing things because there are sometimes so many options. And especially if you're a new parent, you know, it can be a bit of a minefield in terms of just where to start. So mm -hmm. I get I would it, I wish well, looking back, if I had looked at my lifestyle and then the budget, I feel like that's a real good pathway to finding a, a system or a pushchair that works for you. Yeah, and I think the thing sometimes as well is is trying to also think ahead. So, you know, if we do walk the dogs or we're in that rough sort of terrain area, getting that pram that's good for walking is, is almost essential. We do get that slight disadvantage that it's a bit bigger to fold and a bit heavier, but most people will end up with some form of stroller or compact fold stroller for further down the line when they're off on holiday. If it's a, a domestic holiday, I again remember, you know, my first holiday with my little one. She was three months old. My good God, we got a lot of stuff in that car, but we, <laughs> we, we couldn't get the big pram in because we've got the dog, we've got all of our clothes, etc. So we did end up with a compact stroller. So you can sometimes give yourself that forward thought and thinking of thinking okay well I'll get myself a compact stroller right from the beginning it, it can be a travel system compatible one so it means then the infant carrier can still fit onto that frame We've got the big pram then for doing the big walks, but we could either give that to, say, uh, you know, the grandparent or the childminder if, if we're loaning the baby out to somebody and they can use that on an everyday basis still as a travel system. But then we've got that for when we go on holiday as well and we need the extra space or weight saving. Um, yeah, um, I think what's worth remembering is it is an investment, isn't it? It's, mm. you know, it's one of those costs associated with having a baby, but it is an investment piece, like the, the amount of use you will get out of it. It's it's purely there to kind of make your life easier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes having a backup option or, or even if you change your mind and you realise that wasn't the right one for you at first, I think, you know, sometimes people do worry about, you know, is it really worth spending this money on or do we really need it? But I, for me personally, it was definitely an investment that we, I mean, we just used it so much. And I feel like, I mean, every parent does, don't they? But, mm -hmm. you know, just thinking about it in terms of, I guess, a bit of an investment and making your life easier and making your lifestyle work around your baby, you know, it's it's definitely worth doing that research and finding the one that really works for you, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, you know, sometimes, like I just said there, you know, thinking outside the box, you know, of thinking, well, we can't necessarily get one thing to do everything perfectly. So sometimes just having that slightly longer view of thinking, well, okay, we'll get this so it's perfect for baby and still perfect for the long walks, but complement it then with something else that is uh, more suitable then for, you know, later on in its life cycle, you know, and and, uh, uh, definitely getting things things that make your life easy will uh, will be beneficial in the long run and you mentioned about fitting the push chair in your car which um mm-hmm. can be quite until you actually do it you're like oh my goodness i didn't realize how much space it takes up it's kind of you know you realize once it's in there but how have you got any tips for how you know your push chair will actually fit in the boot of your car it sounds like a, a really simple thing but actually it, you know it, it can be a little bit tricky yeah, yeah, the uh, the dimensions of a pushchair, you know, are, are taken from the sort of the longest point. So you've got the length, you've got the width, etc. But there are variations in in those dimensions that the manufacturer gives. So have a look at the images, you know, of course, until we can get back out at shops and try them in a boot, etc. Have a look at the image of the product itself when it's folded. And you'll normally see it say tapers down a bit to a point. So then, of course, you've got the dimensions. You can pop out to the the vehicle and measure your boot and see the kind of length that you've got. And it's almost visualising then how the shape will fit within the boot itself. So car boots, of course, we have the wheel arch parts where it's a little bit wider. You know, is there sufficient room that you'd be able to uh, take the pushchair or stroller and, and take it into that little bit of a gap to let it sit in the in the boot itself? Um, removing the parcel shelf. That is sometimes a critical thing uh, to allow a pushchair to fit in without having to say, take the wheels off it. So that's sometimes an option that we don't always think about, but instead of laying a a bigger pushchair flat in the car and thinking, oh, it won't fit in the boot, it's not deep enough, also visualize thinking standing the pushchair on its side um, to think, okay, well, we sacrifice the parcel shelf, but there's not a lot else we'll get in the boot once the pram's in there anyway. Exactly. And also, it might be the time now, if you're thinking about getting a pushchair, is to get rid of the, the spare shoes you've got in the boot, the, <laughs> the extra blankets, the, the backup hair straighteners, like whatever is in the back of your boot, because I know mine is a mess most of the time. It's time to get that out because that space will now be baby space. I think we're, it's safe to say that, that you'll need that extra space. Yes. Um, and, and going on from space and what you said in terms of, um, you know, the, the size and the shape of pushchairs um how well, what's the best pushchair if you want something lightweight because i feel like if if i'm honest a lightweight a lightweight pushchair is the dream because a baby can be quite heavy after a while anyway like we said mm-hmm. but what what is the best pushchair for for something that's light and and manageable Okay, so um, the sort of historic stroller, you know, it was always seen as the lightweight sort of follow on from somebody having a big pram. So they're like an umbrella style. So you'll normally find they've got hook handles and uh, fold a bit like an umbrella. So they fold like three dimensional. So they get narrower as they fold and, and fold in half. Now, 
they're not always the lightest because to get the strength on those kind of products, you've got to have many different crossbars, etc. And they're also quite long. So the new compacts, so for example, in the Joy range, we've recently introduced the Taurus model. That's one hand fold. It's only six kilos. So that's around about two kilos lighter than our umbrella strollers. And our umbrella strollers are pretty light, but you know, it, it folds smaller. So, for example, in a mini boot, you'd never get most umbrella strollers to fit in a mini boot because the vehicle itself isn't wide enough. Um, whereas the compact folds uh, are shorter, are lighter weight and more usable, I would say, on a, a daily basis if you're having to carry them. Oh, I feel like I want to sign up to one right now because when, with my when I first had a baby, we had it was a, a lovely, lovely pushchair, but it was so big and I remember trying to lift it up steps and um trying to get it in the car once it was folded and it wasn't one it wasn't like one of these one click ones it was quite a quite a mission to do and just I just think if I had another baby now I would I would make so many different decisions <laughs> including yeah. what pushchair I had I really would so please do your research if you're listening please do your research so and I, I have two little ones so I learned mm -hmm. a little bit when I had my second one I learned from my first um not mistakes but my first experiences <laughs> and um if we've got listeners who are pregnant with their second child what type of pusher should they be going for? I guess ideally they need one that will fit both their kids in if they've got another little one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think on that, really, the, the best advice I could give there is, is again, think of the age gap between the children when the new baby is born, um, because that will be critical almost to, to how long you'll be using it for transporting both of the children. You know, so if, if the old child shall we call them uh, is 18 months or less when the new one arrives then you're going to need that support for for quite a lot longer so around about another two years or even on bad days if the the little one plays up like my little girl um you know <laughs> they have good days and bad days where they walk happily and then other days where they get tired quick, you know, or you need to get somewhere fast, you still may need to put that older child into a pushchair up till around about four years old. So that becomes a, a big deciding factor for me. And you still sometimes just want that backup, don't you? You might not necessarily need it every day, like you said, but it's because I had about an eight, my, my one was 18 months when I had my second and he was mm -hmm. still very much sometimes in the buggy sometimes wasn't but yeah. it would have been nice to have that option there well they're, they're heavy to carry you know my, my, my daughter yeah, she, she, she always victimized me you know and made me carry her you know and that was when you wish you thought oh I know she's three but you know I, I should have brought the pushchair on this walk you know it, it wasn't a big walk so I didn't think it'd be a problem but when you're carrying you know a 15 kilo child on your hips it's uh, it's a heavy old lump so especially when you've got two children you've got to drive a pushchair with one hand you, you don't really want to be carrying that second child or make it very difficult difficult so yeah getting the right twin or tandem pushchair is uh, is almost critical to again make sure your life's as easy as possible um, what's the tandem is the tandem one where there's one baby in front and one behind yeah, you, you have two variations on, on the twins, a side-by-side, -side, so the children literally sit side-by-side, -side, or the tandem where it's one child sitting in front of the other. Now, they both have pros and cons. 
So side by side is really good if you've got two children, say, of a young age or twins, of course, because the children can interact with each other as they're sitting there. But also on that same vein, if you've got a more mischievous older child, then, of course, they could disturb the younger baby. So then the tandem could be handy because you've got then them segregated with one beard in front of the other. Um, but depending on where you live, Pavements might not be wide enough. You might have cycle bollards. So, you know, the side by side may not fit through certain scenarios. So, again, think ahead of the game. Think of your lifestyle, where you go and think whether the side by side will still actually work in, in your particular area or whether the tandem actually ticks more boxes. Even though those children are sitting one in front of the other, it may be more easy to negotiate uh, the particular area in which you're using it. Yeah, because I think we've got to think about where we live as well, because I used to live in inner city where really small pavements, very, very busy. And mm -hmm. now I live somewhere a little bit more. Well, I'd say countryside, but my husband would. It. It's it's just, it's just a little bit greener, um, yeah. you know, with, with a bit more open space. So I would definitely choose probably something different compared to a couple of years ago. So it's just, like you said, it's worth thinking about your lifestyle, isn't it? And your personal situation. Yeah, so yeah. I well, feel for, like... Sorry, I was just no. going to say, a fr friend of mine uh, who, who had two children, uh, I always remember them, they, they, they lived on this housing estate, there was a cut-through that uh, got them sort of into the town really quick, um, but they had a side-by-side -side and they couldn't get out the housing estate through this little cut-through because the cycle bollards. So to get to town, they had to walk out almost like a car up to the main road, then back down and around. An extra 10, 15 minute walk, just because again, they hadn't thought about where they'd normally go with the two children and uh, ended up sort of trapped, if you know what I mean, on, yeah. on the estate. <laughs> oh gosh, this, just thinking about it makes me think, gosh, yeah, please do your research. Definitely do your research, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we've covered so much uh, today, but if we can just just, I guess, conclude it with what are your most important things to watch out for when choosing a pushchair, the, the golden nuggets of information? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, so to sum it up, really, I would say don't get caught in the trap of trying to get one pushchair to do everything. You know, think outside the box, you know, a high end, you know, it's all singing, all dancing, you know, big wheeled, parent facing, one hand fold transporter can cost over a thousand odd pounds. So, you know, you've got that bespoke product to start with. You spent a lot of money on it. But if it's the wrong thing for you within six months or a year, you, you'll be transferring yourself onto potentially a 100, 150 pound stroller that you'll use for another three years. So sometimes by thinking outside the box, getting separates, you can get a good pram pushchair that faces parent with a carry cot for three, 400 pounds, you know, a car seat add on a hundred, you're sort of 500 pounds. Add on a separate compact stroller like the Tourist, 150, you know, you're 650 pounds there. And you've got all the scenarios sort of covered for, for much less than trying to buy one that did everything. Um, so that, I think, would sort of, for me, sum up the, the things. Try and think that little bit further ahead and potentially you can actually save yourself money by going for a few different prams and pushchairs rather than trying to get one uh, to suit everything right from the off. Yeah, and I'd say just from, from being a mum and having that kind of 
experience, I would say definitely research, look at the options that are available and and obviously like we've said, your lifestyle and look about look at the little things that might be important to you. So if you're if you're going to be out walking a lot, think about a, a little canopy, so you know a little umbrella, so it covers your baby from the from the sun. You might want a basket underneath to just shove the baby wipes in and things like that. Um, you know, you might need it to be lightweight, and if you're going on public transport, so definitely do your research and think about how you will be using it. Don't worry about what your what your friends doing or you know your what your sister's doing because they might have different lifestyles and you might absolutely love the buggy they have, but if it's not practical practical for you, you will end up disliking it very quickly. <laughs> so yeah. definitely well, look what, at what works for you. On the basket there, that is another uh, top tip almost, I would say. You know, looking at them uh, online, seeing it's got a big basket, also have a look for when the child is asleep. So i.e. when the, the pushchair is laid flat or you've got to carry it on, can you still get into the basket? Because a lot of umbrella strollers, when the stroller is laid flat, you can't actually gain access to the basket without sitting the pushchair back up again. So it's another good tip to have a little look. Might have a big basket, but make sure it's also easy to access to get whatever you've got in there. Yeah, Al, thank you. Thank you so much, Damon. Like I said, I wish that I had this podcast when I was pregnant because it really would have helped me decide. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your tips. And, and thank you to Joy for letting us borrow you as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me. And hopefully it's, uh, it's helped some people make a, a more educated choice, as it were, and uh, uh, help the, the, baby, the baby out on the road. Exactly. Thank you so much, Damon. We appreciate you coming on as always. No problem. Take care. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. This podcast has been made with our friends at Joy, the number one brand for pushchairs and travel systems. Shop online at joybaby.com.